episode seven. I'm your host, Fredo, joined by my co-host, Eddie. And once again, we're here to talk about wrestling. Kicking things off this week on Monday Night Raw, Brock Lesnar actually showed up to Monday Night Raw. Finally, how nice of him. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> you know, came and collected a cool half million to sit backstage and talk about rare, medium rare steaks. Uh... Finally, I was hoping we were gonna get some type of tease with Braun, though. I was hoping. I was. I was hoping Braun was gonna pop up out of nowhere and scare scare Brock and you know have Brock running at some point. But it was just you know predictable shit. What do you think about uh, Brock himself uh, like through the whole night with this whole promo? Because you know obviously he got to speak for himself the whole night. Heyman wasn't conveying the message the whole night, so it was on Brock to actually speak. Yeah, Brock was uh... (laughs) a. He ended up throwing uh, Heyman's phone, his iPhone, and just whipped it as hard as he could. And I was like, damn, I hope that's not a real phone. Right, hopefully that was a prop from a fucking phone store or something nearby. <laughs> I was looking at that like, oh. But, I mean, I obviously, you know, Brock's, Brock's coming to an end in WWE. So I, I felt like it was a good way to slowly phase him out. Now you, now you have him beefing with his own manager. And he's basically saying, what well, I, I, he told Heyman, he's like, well, he's like, I'm. We're not friends. He asked him how long you've been leeching off me. Yeah. So I'm like, is that the way they're trying to play it? Like Paul was skimming some shit off the top. Like, okay, I dig it because that is a you know he's a sleazy dude. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, it would fit his character. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, yeah. Overall, though, I mean, it was pretty good. Pretty good stuff. I mean, for some raw, you know, anything helps. They're trying their damnedest to make us hate uh, Brock, you know, just so they can get that reaction they want when Reigns finally goes over, dude. And it's, it's clear as day that they're trying everything. Now he's turning on his man, Paul Heyman. Now he don't fuck with Paul like that. Like, you know what I mean? They're even going that far to, like, make a, a divide between them. So, I mean, it's really clear as day what they're doing. They really want us to hate Brock. And, and, and what blows me is, okay, after he's done with his UFC run, you know he's coming back. So why? So they're gonna come back like they did before? Just oh, there's nothing wrong with us. Like the first run Brock had with Paul Heyman. Do we not remember when Big Show, uh, Heyman Heyman turned on him and and started managing Big Show? Like so that was never came to fruition. Like the second run, no, we didn't even hear about that. So what's gonna that happen? They're gonna happen. break up again. And it's there's, be a, the same there's like a four or five year limit on shit after that like it expires and we're supposed to wipe it from our memories and we're not supposed to speak of it ever again at least the, in the world of wwe that's how they think our their fans should be yeah but, I, uh go ahead i i don't i don't get it like don't don't break them up and then in in a year and a half brock comes back and Heyman comes out and then brings out brock like no Dude, I think Heyman needs, this is just my opinion, I don't know if you're going to agree with this, but I think Heyman needs to be aligned with Ronda, dude. Like, she needs it. I actually tweeted that. <laughs> she needs it. <laughs> she needs it. Like, Heyman, he, he he's good for television. He's a believable advocate, whatever he wants to call himself, manager, advocate, it doesn't matter. But, I mean, he gets the message across, and Ronda is someone that, she might not need him for her whole, like a whole year or something, but just to get her over even a little bit more. I think that would help her character a lot. So they could do something with Paul after the, after SummerSlam, but I mean it's all up to them, and obviously all up to Paul. But I think it would be a good idea. Yeah, um, I actually tweeted that Ronda. Somebody tweeted what who should Paul Heyman have next as his client? Yeah, and I I tweeted I was like Ronda because she's trash on the mic, I, and this is no knock at Ronda. She's a rookie, 
You know, I don't well, know. That's just like the best way to compare it is like see how CM Punk's story has unfolded with him jumping from wrestling to UFC. I got a mad, but he's she's not getting really beat up in WWE, but it's showing through the mic work. It's showing how green she is in the ring and shit and her timing. So, I mean, it's the same shit, basically. You can't just jump over because you're nice in one thing and think that that's going to transfer over to the next thing. It doesn't work that way. CM Punk's situation is obviously a little different with his age and what the UFC entails, but Ronda has plenty of time to, you know, Im- improve. So she needs any kind of little bit of help it can be. I- I'm not saying throw her in tag matches all the time and then have Paul speak for her for two years. He's going to advocate for her, but just give her little steps to help her get over until she's ready. Cause you guys didn't want to do the NXT deal. You didn't want to have, her, you know, you had to get her to the main show ASAP just because of her name. Fuck if she can actually, you know, keep up with our people, you know, so, I mean, I just feel like there's ways to help her. And, and I, tell you, be it. I tell you what, that finisher is not it. That is not it. What the it. fuck is that? What is it? I, I don't even know what to call it. I don't either. I, I don't. I, is it some spinning Samoan and drop or some shit? Yeah. Like, I don't know what to fucking call that, but I, I'm not digging it. Every time I see it, I'm like, really? This is what's... This is what's going to get you the one, two, three. She doesn't need that. She should be a, su- a submission specialist in my eyes. I'm not a big uh, fan of her, so I don't know what her repertoire is, but I feel she should be making people tap, whether it's with an arm bar or a variety of different submissions. Fuck, at least give me a judo throw something. like A vicious one. You know she can do it. And, yeah, exactly. And, and then there's some that are going to be able to sell it great. <laughs> and Mickey James is one of them. Yeah, I just Ember Moon is another one that she's pretty decent at selling. I just, I just don't understand. I, I want to know who the fuck said, "Okay, this is going to be your fucking finisher." I want to know who said that. I, I, I genuinely it, don't ever let me get somewhere around the WWE and the PC Center because I'm going to ask every single person in that place who told her that was a good finisher because that shit ain't believable. At and, all. And there's and, so many different things. So many different things that they could have done. That's what just makes me scratch my fucking head. Like, there, it's not like, man, all the not, moves are taken. <laughs> like, dude, you, there's plenty out there. But anyways, that wasn't even too much on the topic. I mean, we just ended up trailing off. But it was a light week for Monday Night Raw. I even tweeted it. It wasn't on shit this week for me. Like, there wasn't too much that really g- grabbed my attention. I kind of dug the uh, Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre match. That's why I was saying I want it. So I dug that. Uh, the only other thing is, like, I'm confused with this Finn Balor and uh, Baron Corbin shit, man. What are we accomplishing with this feud? I mean, besides trying to get Corbin over more. I'm, I'm going to be honest. It, it, feels like the, it feels like the WWE doesn't have shit for Finn. It's like they gave up on him. Yeah. He was the hot shit in New Japan, and you stole, like, not stolen, but you plucked him from over there just to have him do a little good on NXT, and it's been lackluster. I mean, since he's been on there, obviously he, you know, suffered that injury and that obviously put a damper on things. But you guys haven't done shit. I think he's earned the trust that, that he's not clumsy in the ring. So I, I always took it as they're scared to put him back in the main title picture in case he gets injured again. Yeah. Same thing with Seth. I feel like it, they're they're both dealing with the same stigma of these injuries and they're scared to put it on them. But I think they both have earned that, like, we're good to go. It was freak accidents, man. Like, what can you do about that shit? Well... Finn's injury was bogus. Yeah, Seth's an asshole for that. Like he just said, "Fuck it, let me fucking throw but you." But it was just, it was just the way he tried to brace himself. You know, that's why that's how I chop it up. I don't play. I mean, not that I was like have any say in the shit, but me personally, I don't place any blame on Seth. I mean, it was a, just a real freak accident. It's a move that he's done in the turnbuckle. It's a move that he's done on the side before. It was just 
he was unfortunate fucking timing. To, to, to me, he was way too far to do that move, like to, from the barricade. That's why he had to fucking try to. Yeah, now that I think about it, because it wasn't. He's like, fuck, yeah. I don't want to hit my head. Because he was too far. That That's the way I saw the move. I was like, wow, Seth, yeah, you're an asshole. Was a distance, you're right. <laughs> but, man, like, but what is the point, man? Like, are you becoming more of a, a Constable Corbin fan from this feud? Or are you, like, I mean, feeling the same about him? Like, yeah, what is your take on this feud? Like, what are we doing with this? I'm going to be honest. Uh, Baron with hair was shit. Uh, Baron with, without hair? It's like I can a whole dig new a little guy. bit. It's I, a whole I, new guy. I, I, I can, uh, yeah, I can, I could dig his authority figure, you know, and trying to always, trying to always, you know, have the authority, have their way. And then, he, you know, he had his little spat with uh, Kevin Owens on the show on Monday where Kevin Owens was like, well, what, you know, uh, talk basically talking about the money in the bank match. Yeah, you know, for, for, you know, for, for so the that when he was like, my son likes you. He walks around the house with a little vest and dress yeah. <laughs> shirt on. I was dying. I was like, all right, Kevin, <laughs> talk your shit. But he uh, he basically, you know, told Kevin Owens, fuck you. Like, no, I'm not giving you yeah. away this time. And I was like, all right, that's kind of dope. Giving him a little bit more of a character. like Instead not... of just a yes man and yeah. just doing the shit just to piss the crowd off type shit. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. But I, I I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't have nothing against Baron. You know what I mean? His move is good. One of my favorite finishers currently, not including the old school shit. But, like, out of the new gen, that's one of my favorite new finishers, man. Like, you can't knock it and say it's trash. He, he's I think he's gotten better in the ring. I'm not going to say, oh, my God. Like, he's, like, you know, leaps and bounds. But he's gotten better than what he was when he first got called up. Yeah. So... I mean, I don't got nothing against them. I just feel like, like you said, they don't got shit for Finn right now, man. And and they just threw them together because that shit seems to happen a lot. You don't got nothing going on. You don't got nothing going on. So do nothing together. Yeah. No prize at the end. None of you are going to become, either none of you are going to become like the number one contender for any title or, you know, get introduced into a title picture. So I don't know. That's why I just figured I'd ask. Monday night didn't really have nothing for me. I was just questioning that besides the whole Brock thing. I... I don't know. I, I guess I look at this rivalry, rivalry like, hey, at least we're getting a decent filler match. Like, at least this this isn't some shit ass match that we have to sit there and fucking stomach. Like, yeah. It's at, at at least you know we got Finn, who can who can work, and Baron's getting better and better every week. So, you know, hopefully, him working with Finn so much, I hope it gets him a lot better of a wrestler, and we get a lot better of a product. Could you not? I'll say in twenty nineteen. Just to be fair, can you see Baron Corbin being in a universal championship pitcher in 2019, or do you just more or less see him floating around the mid cards uh, on both shows? And the Honest word, opinion. And and in the words of Shawn Michaels, he's a mid carder for life. He's Damn. a mid carder for life. I I don't see him a universal champion or a WWE champion. Maybe you could throw him in with an intercontinental or a U.S. championship title run, but as far as universal, I just never. Never? I mean, okay, let's go to 2020. Maybe he keeps getting better. I mean, there's going to be a cap off. It's not like he's going to get Austin Rock good, but, I mean, he gets better. I mean, he's big. Talks more shit on the mic. I guess it's believable. I mean, maybe, but when you got Finn Finn Balor's and you got Seth Rollins running around True. and you got, you got Braun's running around, no. I, I just don't you. see it. But it's possible just because he's tall as fuck. <laughs> I mean, I could see it. Oh, shit. Anything on Raw for you, man? Because like I said, it, it wasn't doing nothing for me this week, man. Nothing uh, worth talking about to me. 
Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's about all I had for Raw. Fuck it. Switching gears to Tuesday nights on SmackDown Live. Carmella, man, she had an actually good promo. I got I to gotta give credit where credit's due, man. Like, I felt that she was going to do the whole psych thing at the end. I mean, but she ended up attacking, which I appreciated. But, like, I got to say, it was a decent fucking promo. <clears throat> Uh, Believable. I'm going to be honest. I was watching SmackDown, and she almost got an ounce of sympathy from me. She was so <laughs> close. And and the whole time, I'm shaking my head like, no, yeah, whatever, whatever. And there was like a slight moment where it looked like she was crying. I was like, holy fuck, maybe I'm being really mean to her. Maybe I'm being an asshole. Like, we're, we're part of that group. group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's talking about. <laughs> she, she, saw, she listened to our podcast. She's about to cry. And, and I'm sitting there watching like, Holy fuck. Holy fuck. You almost got some sympathy. And of course, you know, the James Ellsworth fucking psych, you know, basically. Yeah, the psych out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. psych drop. But I was like, okay. And then later on in the night when she talked to Paige, she was talking spicy as fuck to Paige. And Paige was like, And I know. dug that too because she wasn't overdoing it. It was just perfectly in the middle for me where it was believable, not over the top, where you could just tell, like, she's just hamming up her character. Like, I dug it. So that's why I got to give her props to start off with on SmackDown. She yeah, did. she she had, she had two good promos. So, I'll, you know what? Uh, obviously, your ring work needs to get better. But yes. the, I'm going to be honest. That was, oh. that, was, that was some good shit. Just now, just, you know, because I don't have nothing else on it for, uh, for this uh, segment. But speaking of the ring work, did you see how she was out of place when Charlotte jumped over the top rope for the dive on the outside? Yep. But that's the broad that you're saying is money. That's the one that's deserving to carry this division in your guys' eyes, right? We're the haters. We're the ones that are just, you know, have nothing better to do with our lives when we're critiquing her ring work. No, shit like that is what we're talking about besides it looking like she's counting the moves in the ring. I, Corey Graves wouldn't say she's money for no reason, okay? He's gay, man. Just like Nigel got to call Lucha House Party Loser House Party. You got to be the... Somebody got to be the bad guy. Is Saxton going to be the bad guy broadcaster? <laughs> Shit, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I I understand it. He's Or not Saxton. Saxton's on... Uh, oh, yeah, Saxton is on what you call it, huh? SmackDown? Yeah. My bad. That's boring-ass coachman on Raw. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, man. I just... That shit really blew me. Like, since you mentioned ring work, I'm just like, yeah, it was the same typical shit. And then when they went to the outside for that spot, I'm just like, are you fucking shitting me? This ain't a, like a live event or some shit that can get edited. This is live, and you should know what you're outside for. You, you, there's, I don't want to hear, oh, I misjudged my placement. What the fuck you think she was going to do? Launch herself onto the ramp? You know what I mean? So, I don't know. That shit really kind of blew me about that. I mean, she did great talking though but like you said her ring work definitely ring needs work sucks more work. and please fucking stop screaming please because yeah, during the match with charlotte <laughs> i'm not trying to hear that shit for those that may not know obviously Paige had uh made a stipulation during that uh promo between her and uh carmella that if she lost to charlotte charlotte would be in the match at SummerSlam, making it a triple threat so she ends up losing, and uh, she's, like, screaming, like you just pointed out. And it's just like, that is very annoying. I can understand screaming. You're not you're not going to have a fucking yell like a guy, obviously. You know, yeah. I understand it, but it's, there's just fine. You don't got to just keep screeching. That's that's annoying as let's, hell. Let's, let's, let's do a weak power bomb. You got a one count and then start screaming. No one's hearing that shit, man. Like, <clears throat> you're in the big leagues. Like, you're you're in the show. 
You're on SmackDown Live, and you know you're you're the champ. Can you make the shit believable? I, 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 if I'm that promo's a, a start of it, okay. But the ring work has to follow also, though. It's like a two part job, you know. Not yeah. Not that I've ever trained in wrestling. I'm just a fan of this shit for over twenty years. But yeah, I digress. But what do you feel though about the match being turned into a triple threat at SummerSlam? I think it's a good swerve. Uh, Becky Lynch and uh, Charlotte. I think they're eventually going to go into a feud. So I I think that's that's good good to see because they're supposed to be best friends. Yeah. So that makes sense. Uh, so overall, I mean, just please let's not get out of let's not get out of SummerSlam and we have fucking Carmella as champion. That and I tweeted this shit, dude. The way WWE book shit, I would not be fucking surprised if they let Carmella. Oh, because they're gonna have a you know a little moment between Becky and Charlotte where. You know, shoving or whatever. Hey, I'm going to pin, blah, 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 whatever f- type of fucking thing they have going. And then she's going to end up stealing the win so we can keep hearing her brag for the next God knows how many months about how she beat Charlotte and Becky at I, SummerSlam. I, would, I wouldn't without be, James I, I wouldn't be surprised if she won and then she keeps a belt till fucking WrestleMania. I, w- I would not be surprised. Dude, with the way this booking's going, man, I'm telling you. And it's not like I'm even trying to be funny. They're legit making me just guess the way they're booking and it just seems like it's very possible that I wouldn't put it past it because who's going to if Charlotte and Becky's not taking it off Oscar's and, and Oscar couldn't it take it off who's going to take, take it, it off, off? <laughs> you're, 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 build, you're building a fucking monster that's not a monster <laughs> that's what I'm saying what the fuck are we doing what kind of what? fucked up Frankenstein is this yes like, what the you're, hell you're, you're, it's, it's like I, I, I don't understand why, why, why are we why are they, not we, why are they building this monster that is the least believable fucking woman on SmackDown? You're, you're building her up. She's fucking beat Oscar twice. She beat Charlotte twice. She's about to beat Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. What are we doing? What, what, and, what's and the what, end and game? That's, and that's what I said. Like, what does Vince in his brain see in her? And, Do you and, see her being around eight to ten years from now, and, and the crowd going crazy for her as if she's like a John Cena or a Bailey or a Sasha or anybody that gets these major pops? And 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 the saddest part is, Vince is the one who signed Alundra Blaze. You know good work. Yeah. You, there, there's no fucking way that you're watching this, and 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 you're the one that signed China and 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 all these women. Jackie, that, that were, that were good. Ivory, you know, the list Ivory, goes on. All, all of them. You mean to tell me you can sit there with a straight fucking face and watch this and be like, she's she's the one. We're going to put the rocket on her back. No, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe I'm just being a biased asshole, but there is no way you can tell me that Vince watches this shit with a straight face and says, this is who we're putting on, putting the belt on and we're, we're letting her beat everybody. And, and it's the right decision. I don't know, man. I guess all we can hope for is WWE to not be WWE and actually give us a new champion, but we'll have to wait to SummerSlam and see it, though, I guess. Uh, The Bar versus New Day. Who do you want to advance to face the Bludgeon Brothers? Obviously, The Bar came back. I already felt that was a given. They've been off TV for so long, so you knew it was going to end up coming down to New Day and them. So who do you want to see advance? To face the Bludgeon Brothers, the bar, uh, the bar 
I and I've never been a fan of Sheamus. I've never liked him ever. Yeah, I can say but that too. That them as, them as a tag team, it's it's a believable monster. Like you can believe those guys. You, you got Sheamus or uh, Cesaro over there doing. He did a European uppercut when the guy was jumping off the rope. Yeah, the Uso, Uso, yeah. yeah, that was dope. I was like, all right. I was like, they're good workers. So I I would hope I because I personally don't want to see New Day go over Bludgeon Brothers at at uh, SummerSlam. That that would be horrible to me. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat with you, man. I mean, nothing against New Day. I mean, I've been voiced my opinions about them. Nothing, they're all good dudes. I have nothing against them, but I just think that Cesaro and Sheamus need that look since being on SmackDown Live. They definitely need it. And I don't know. To me, what what is your take on the Bludgeon Brothers? You know, I mean, I haven't really paid attention to like the crowd reaction when they come out. I don't know if the crowd's really digging them, but like, do you think in general they're getting over? Or do you think it's just like let's pull the plug? Uh, no, no, I I think they're over. I. Just get rid of the fucking gimmick. They're believable without the fucking mask. Like, why couldn't they just remain being Harper and Rowan? Why did we have to throw Bludgeon Brothers on that shit? Like, they they didn't need these little Kane esque outfits and outfits and shit. You know, like, come on, man. Like, they like, could have just kept it where it was at. And like, it it's nineteen ninety four. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, we're, we are we are in twenty eighteen. They're good, they're good dudes though. I like their no, style. no, they're great. I'm, shit, brawler shit. I like it. I dig it. But man, I'm not digging the Bludgeon Brother aspect though. They're man. they're 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 believable champs without a doubt in my mind. They are good. They 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 come in and smash shit. They they come Real in ruthless. and do their thing. But fuck this gimmick. Who I want to know once again. Don't let me run around the PC because I'm gonna be asking questions. Who who put the green light on the Bludgeon Brothers gimmick? Not not the guys. Who Ro- thought Roland of the name? I want to know who thought of the fucking name. Fire that man. But that's just one man's opinion. But yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm in the same boat though. Hopefully the bar is able to get them straps off them come SummerSlam. I, well, no, I I I'm okay with the Bludgeon Brothers keeping the belt. Oh, okay, okay. I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy as long as New Day doesn't get the belt. <laughs> Anyone but New Day. Yeah, every, I I don't I don't care if you got to fucking bring back Road Dog and Billy Gunn. As long as the New Day doesn't have the championship, we'll be fine. No diss to the New Day, but they've had it so many times. We're tired of seeing it. We need new shit. It's 2018. Moving on uh, to basically the main event of SmackDown. What is your thoughts on the Samoa Joe and AJ Styles feud? I I would hope, and they're probably not, but just go... Just rewatch some tapes of TNA when they used to feud back then, and just let. You literally have to do nothing for this rivalry. You don't even have to book the shit. And one night, Samoa Joe made the shit hot just with his promo, man. This past Tuesday, Samoa Joe is one of the, like I, I know your boys Champa and shit, but like I like I said off mic to me, Samoa Joe is one of the best heels in the game right now. But he's a vet, so I mean, it's not like he's somebody new just coming in with the gift. So he's worked long and hard to get where he's at, but ring work, mic work, he's very fucking convincing on the mic. Very fucking convincing. And and that's the kind of shit that I mean when we talk about Shayna Baszler. You don't got to scream and be all grovelly with your voice, but God damn it, make it convincing like Joe. And then you will be really set. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Samoa Joe made me want to punch him in the face after that promo. And I'm not even <laughs> AJ Styles. Dog, he was cutting deep. I, bro, he was talking. You'd rather live out of a suitcase. <laughs> yes, bro, bro was talking about your wife and kids. Like this Man. has, did. If you're smart, this fucking rivalry runs till WrestleMania. If you're smart, 
because you don't have to do shit. You just you don't even have to script their promos. Just let them go out and talk their shit. AJ might need a little help. AJ's one of my favorite wrestlers, but I'm I'm not too sold on him going out on his own. And because I think he'll stumble over some shit if he doesn't have a guideline at least of what kind of shit to dig at or go with the angle. The, the reason why I say that is because they've already had their feud TNA. Yeah. So so you could just rehash it. You could just reuse shit from back then. You you literally don't have to do shit for this rivalry. Please don't fuck this up. Please. If they were smart, they would since they already used the footage for the network, they would be putting some TNA footage in this fucking video package for SummerSlam. Yep. Show some of their crazy spots from TNA just to show how back how far back the feud goes and how crazy the shit that they used to do. And 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 that's what made Samoa Joe's promo so believable. And 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 it really like it it was just it was amazing cuz he really knows AJ Styles. He's been with AJ Styles for a long time. So so when he was talking to him, I was like, is this shit real? Like th- that- <laughs> Did you did you talk about this shit backstage and he's like, hey, yeah, man, I'm yeah, go did, this did, way with it. Did, did you okay this with AJ? Because it was like I find it hard to believe AJ was like, yeah, go out there and talk about my wife and kids. No. <laughs> he was cutting public. And and it was just I that was that was some that was some of the best promo I've heard in a long time. Without a doubt. It, and there's literally, please don't fuck this up. Just don't fuck it up. They please. can't, man. It's just, it, but it's just crazy to me, dude. If you would have asked me ten years ago if we would be getting a AJ Styles versus Moa Joe match, like yeah, if it's on for a the, for SmackDown the versus Raw game, like you know, like that's the only way we're gonna get that shit. But like, it, it's wild to me that in 2018, that for the WWE getting, Championship, it's fucking nuts to me, dude. Like I'm, I'm just happy as a fan. Like literally, like that's really fucking wild to me that we're gonna actually get that at SummerSlam. I mean. I would really love to get it again at WrestleMania, but for it to be at SummerSlam, one of the big four, I can't be, I, I gotta be happy about it. I can't be mad at that shit. So, I mean, it, it, I'm looking forward to it. That's one of my uh, favorite matches going into this uh, SummerSlam. I'm looking forward to though. Yeah. That, uh, obviously AJ's not AJ 10 years ago when he was doing crazy ass spots, yeah. but that's going to be a good match no matter what. Hell yeah, man. Before switching to 205 live, I not have brought up, uh, what else? What else? N- not really, but I, oh, oh, I mean, nothing major. But what did you think of the uh, Zelina Vega and Lana match? Uh, it's pissing me off. I it, it pissed me off because they're they're trying to make Zelina Vega look like she doesn't know how to wrestle exactly. and she's like weak. I know that's exactly what I was thinking to myself, man. I'm like, dude, she's. A tr- like now, I'm not a vet, but she's been doing this shit for a while. She was obviously a part of TNA and shit. She's been doing, and, and obviously she's done other things. But I know only only know her from TNA. So I mean, that was a long time ago when I saw her on TNA. So it's like, don't have her in there acting like she don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, it's it's if if I'm not mistaken, wasn't she like the knockouts uh, tag team champion? I believe so. I believe it. Uh, what her name was either Rosita or Sarita. No, her name might have been Rosita in her. Kayfabe cousin was Sarita, and they were the t- uh, TNA yeah. knockout champs. Like, like this, she can, she could work. Stop, stop trying to play her like, and you know, it, it makes her more believable as a manager and you know, heelish. But come on, man, like we, she can have a lot better of a match than that. I, the way I feel. Yeah. What did you think about Lana? Me personally, I'll go first on this one. But I thought I seen a little bit of improvement. You know, like okay, she was like kind of Carmela-ish a little bit ago. So, I mean, it's good to see that she's obviously sticking to it and she's obviously still training and shit. So, I thought it was decent. I, I just like the whole the whole breaking up Rusev with 
you know, now now Lana's pissed at Rusev and now that's why like, I just said that last week. However they're gonna do it, whether it's a Aiden English and Rusev or, or you know, her, him and her start having little issues and shit, like yeah, it looks like it's gonna go both ways on Rusev. It's a bad Rusev day. <laughs> Lose your best friend and now your wife and you are on the outs. <laughs> yeah, to everybody listening, happy Rusev day. <laughs> man, but uh, I guess moving on, man. Two hundred five live was I have I actually have nothing. I mean, of course, I could talk about my boy Leo Rush, but he's still doing squash matches. I don't know why. I mean, it's not like two hundred five live has a pay per view coming up so they can pay off the feud between him and Tozawa. So why the hell are we not just getting to the end of this? I, what what pisses me off is you don't have a pay per view, you don't. You don't really have any other avenue besides after SmackDown. Why? Why are? Why are we cutting this this show fifteen minutes short every fucking week? You I've have been one hour, that, man. One they, hour. They, they've done it a couple times with NXT too. I know. I know you've noticed that too. But I'm like, yeah, with two hundred five live, like that's all they have, man. They don't have takeovers and shit like that. No. Don't, what? 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 Why the fuck do we have the show then? Why? If if you're not gonna bring a new talent, if you're not gonna if you're not going to really build this to be a, a great brand, why the fuck do we have it? Because I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, 205 Live sucked this week. I'm, I'm tired of seeing the same match over and over and over. We don't want to see that shit. No like, more. y'all just secured the bag from Fox. We can't get some guys from the indies. They ain't got to be in, you know, the contendership for the title. But just to fill out the roster, maybe put a couple more tag teams together and just have different matchups going on 205? Just did. I'm sorry. Alistair Black just lost the championship. He's 215 pounds. He can cut them 10 pounds. Yeah, I've seen people say that shit, too. Like, yeah, he needs to drop the weight and come to 205. He, that I feel like, like Gargano needs to go, especially Gar- if they're not going to pull the trigger on him at NXT. Let him be the Daniel Bryan of, like, fucking 205 Live. Then he's so over. Don't just diminish that shit by having him just float. I, I just, it just, you know, you watch this shit, and it's like, who the f- who is putting? I know Triple H can't be putting that shit together. This can't be Triple H's child because that was a weak fucking forty-five minutes. We got squash matches. Leo Rush is, should no longer have a squash match. He should be in yeah, top-notch we, matches yeah, we every be week. Past that. He's he's done with that shit. He's proven himself. So what what are we doing? And fuck, man, if you gotta go out and you gotta fucking sign Marty Scroll and you gotta go get fucking Will Osprey and you gotta go, go get somebody go. Or bring people there because I'm, I'm getting of, sick of this shit. Speaking go, go. of Marty, dude, I just saw. Did you see that shit on Twitter about Okada and his uh, little promo? Because I guess he's gonna be facing him at uh, All In. Oh yeah. He yeah. was like, yeah, it's gonna be his last match before he's 205 live. <laughs> like hell no, nah. them niggas be sending shots, bro. <laughs> it's it just, just do do what you're getting. You're getting money. You just got paid hundreds of millions of millions of dollars to put on one show in Saudi Arabia. Can we use a, a couple million to go sign some top-notch fucking cruiserweight talent? What are we doing? Because Brian Kendrick, Brian Kendrick's not should not be facing Cedric Alexander. He was a good fill-in for the, the not fill-in, but like a good you know spot in the tournament. You know him being the vet looking for redemption. I dug the whole story during the cruiserweight classic, but. It's kind of done. He should go maybe just be a trainer at the PC or something. Start, you know, helping the the, the younger generation with a little bit of... Because he's a different type of cat in my eyes, man. I obviously never had a conversation with him, but just the interviews, because I've watched a lot of the uh, shit on YouTube, just like a lot of people do where they'd be doing the little interviews and shit. 
And he, he's a different type of cat, man. So I feel like he would be able to give these younger guys a different perspective and just different outlook besides listening to people that are older and they, and they come from the old school mindset. We start needing, you know, that would be a nice start. I mean, you got, I don't know, like, you know, TJ is like a writer for the show. He helps produce matches and shit. But, like, I think, uh, you know, Tyson Kidd, uh, I think he would have been a good guy to send down to the PC and be able to get, you know, these flippy guys, whatever you want to call them, cruiserweights, whatever, like, you guys got some young guys that can actually help. Brian Kendrick's kind of just holding up the spot on 205 Live. Nobody has any interest whatsoever to see the belt on him, and that's not a knock towards him. But nobody has interest in seeing that shit. So it's just, you know, we need more talent. He should still have a spot off camera. And 205 Live really needs help, man, because this past week, this is it's sad to say, I, that's one of my favorite shows, and I have nothing to come away with from that show. Where was Hideo Itami? Where, where, you, and you have talent. Why are you not using it? We have an extra 15 minutes. Why are we not using the whole time? It makes no sense to me. An eight-minute match could have took place, man. Something, something. Fuck, if you got to put fucking 15 minutes worth of promo, don't fucking There's only one hour a week for these guys. You And this is the reason why people talk shit about it. Yeah. This is the exact reason, because you're not making it what it should be. You got to take a page out of Marty Scroll's book, like I said in previous podcasts, and fucking make that division the top. And that's what I feel. I mean, besides people like Cedric and Mustafa, I mean, this is I don't mean this in an ignorant way because they're the ones that are mostly vocal about it. But I don't get that vibe from the rest of the, the, the roster on 205 Live. Like, they want to build that division up and make it great. They're just there to collect the check. And get a little bit of TV time and just be happy that they're at the show type shit. But it's like, you guys all should be going out there with that same mentality as Cedric and Mustafa and be wanting to fucking tear it down every time. Regardless, do some different shit, man. Like I, and then, like I've been said on the other podcast, they do got to start letting these guys fly, man. Stop trying to limit their style because it's starting to show. There's no cool spots going on. Like, I mean, just because they do a fucking her and Karana don't mean shit. Yeah, that shit's fucking 1998. So it's like, it's different times. These boys are capable of doing more. 205 Live needs to kind of look at themselves in the mirror a little bit. This week was an L for them in my eyes. Like, yeah, you just, you sh I, I feel like everybody on that brand should be trying to go out there and tear the fucking house down. Every single match should be tear the house down because that's your only avenue. Because Mustafa, besides Mustafa and Cedric, the only person I can kind of give praise to is Gulak, man. Like, Gulak has been on his on his shit since uh, Drake Maverick took over. You know, I'm glad he stopped the PowerPoints and shit, and he's getting back to his roots. Like, so besides them, I can give it to him. Like, he's he's trying to hold it down and actually elevate, even though he's not with the flying shit. But, I mean, he's trying to elevate the brand, too, with them. And, and you know, I can't book it, but when, when the fuck are we going to get a proper heel in there? To piss off Drake Maverick so much that, that Drake Maverick has a match with the fucking heel. Like, because Drake Maverick's a wrestler. I am curious if they're ever going to let him wrestle, though. Because I, I know he did not fucking come to WWE just to be a, a you know, a character. I know you want to wrestle for these guys. Yeah, you're probably happy and everything for being with the company. But you really mean to tell me you don't want to wrestle in a WWE ring? I don't know, man, but... Yeah, that's all I really got to say about 205 Live, man. Cedric Alexander, what? Yeah, he fought Brian Kendrick, and Leo had a squash match, and I don't know if anything else did happen. It was nothing that caught my eye to make me really remember, and that's fucked up. Yeah, that's sad. But I guess, uh, perfect segue, it's the same thing that I can kind of say about NXT, man. This past Wednesday really wasn't too much. I mean, Candice LeRae and uh, 
Shayna shit. Like I dug the match. I liked the little spot from uh the the reversal. It was so fucking dope. Where they did you see that? Where they were in the corner on the ropes together, and she was gonna do that. I, I don't know what she was gonna do, but Shayna snatched her ass up and started choking her out. That was dope. That was dope. I liked that. Um, it wasn't like you know, oh no, oh my god, you know, go out of your way to watch it. But it was a great match for uh, you know a lackluster NXT episode. Uh, it looks like they're trying to do a little bit of a character change with Kyrie Sane. You know, is she not a pirate princess anymore? She's over here rocking like you know the little leather jacket joint and trying to have the mean look. You know, I mean, are we seeing a gimmick change or is it just for the feud with Shayna? Or uh, as long as she as long as she doesn't stop doing the dance she does fucking keep that please that's fucking awesome i don't care if it's corny that shit's awesome to me i, I love her little dance that's awesome it's you got grown-ass men doing fucking mocking her like yeah. actually doing the dance with her like she's over as fuck so i mean i don't i like the whole pirate pirate princess shit like i i could dig yeah, that's, it i got accustomed to it so that's why i'm like yo what's up with the leather jacket man like what the fuck are we doing maybe maybe, maybe she's just trying to get on Shayna like Oh, I could wear a leather jacket too. You ain't sure. Right. <laughs> I got a leather too. Yeah, like uh but I mean I thought it was a good match. Well uh, then what else happened? What? Uh Kona Reeves and EC three. Yeah, but Which wasn't bad, but I mean obviously you had the little promo, mid promo from Dream during the match. It looked like Kona was gonna steal it, then E C three still, you know, obviously got the W and shit. But but that just speak volumes to the fucking roster they have. Like Fucking Kona Reeves in an EC3 match is a throwaway match, basically. Doesn't really mean shit. Yeah. And you got Dream not even wrestling. He's just talking his shit. Like, and I you're feel still... like they could. Like, I said it before, but I feel like they could have spaced it out. They could have let him finish his feud with Dream, and then him and Kona could have did something because Kona needs it. I'm not a fan of Kona, but like that would help him out though. He's got a v- vicious ass big boot. Yeah, I, I'll give him that. But as as far as as everything else, I feel like that would be really great for him to have a little feud with, not to accumulate at a takeover. No, it's not that deep, but just for him to have something and someone that you know help him get over a little bit more, and he could be the shitty heel in that situation because they're both you know filling themselves type characters. So I think it would have did him some justice, but obviously it's not meaning anything. <laughs> it's just out here to be out here. Just a, just a throwaway match. I mean, it's whatever. I just. Fuck, man, I feel bad for EC3. It's like, you came over, came back from, you know, came back to WWE, and it's like, well, fuck, you're just in throwaway matches. You know, he's doing all the steroids for no reason. This guy's Poor out here guy. fucking risking his life. <laughs> fucking do throwaway matches? Like, no, I mean, fuck, at least give him a feud for the North America. He doesn't have to win it, but fuck, put him somewhere. I feel like he's going to be up next, because I feel like, um, I'm not too sure who's going to end up winning between Adam Cole and Ricochet, like, my gut tells me just to, to go with Adam Cole because I really think they're going to let him run with this first and only for a little bit and let him get a little bit of a record up before he ends up dropping it. But after that said and done at TakeOver, I feel like he should be the next one up, though. I don't know I don't know who else could really fill that spot. but Fuck, man. Let, let Ciampa be a two-fucking strap. Oh, fuck no. That's the one sure way to make NXT go into the toilet, bro. <laughs> Going to the next subject, the whole Aleister Black, Ciampa, and Gargano segment at the end of the show. I'm just, I don't know, man. Like I, like I said before, I have no genuine hate. This is just, like, legit dissatisfaction with what NXT's doing right now. Like, okay, Aleister Black got pinned finally by somebody, but it had to take somebody else. And I get it. He's a heel. That's why he's selling it about I beat him, even though... He needed to get outside interference. 
Like, I, I feel like Johnny Gargano should have went for the belt first. And I feel like they, the way they book shit is, you see how over he is? Yeah, he's the NXT Daniel Bryan. Well, guess what? Instead of running with him because it's built in, we're going to go the opposite way. I fucking hate that about them. Why can't you just give us fans what we want every now and again? Why the fuck does it always got to be Swerve City in this bitch where you got to go the opposite direction, opposite of the fucking flow? It wouldn't have did no damage to Ciampa. You could have let Alistair get beat by Gargano and then let them two go into their feud. For, and still. And then if Alistair wants to linger in the picture, so be it. But then you could have moved to the program where they have a prize to be facing. The, the stakes are way bigger than what the fuck they were before when their previous matches. I just feel like they really fucked it off just in order to give the opposite. And I mean, I'm not really digging Ciampa. You're not saying anything slick that's like, yeah, that nigga's dope on the mic. You're just talking any... I can go to an indie show and, get, and hear the same kind of talk from somebody, so I'm not, like, too sold on what you're saying. You know, you're not saying anything, like, super crazy to me, like, yeah, he's, he's crazy, dude. Or, damn, that was kind of dope, or anything. Any, he did not invoke any feelings within me to be like, okay, talk that shit. I didn't feel anything. You come out with no music, so, of course, you can hear every hand clap that's cheering him and all the boos. The fucking crowd is the same crowd for, you know, the past three to four weeks because, you know, NXT stupidly tapes their shows. So it's been the same big white guy in the corner by the stairs wearing the white shirt with glasses fucking screaming like a madman every match. And then magically some old lady gets planted in the front of the crowd to have that little moment with Ciampa so magically. So that's why I'm just like, I'm not really digging all that. I Okay, Th- this is where we differ. Champa only needs one opportunity. I get it, and I, and I hear, I remember hearing that in the promo. I get it, and that was your one moment because Johnny's fuck up. I get it. I get it. I'm there with you on that. I get it. But okay. unfortunately, you should have had more one moments in your career so you could be more of a valuable person instead of just being a sucker that always loses or always <laughs> needed Johnny to fucking bail your punk ass out. So that was NXT coming back to bite him in the ass and why I look at him that way. It's not his fault. It's the booking's fault. So it's nothing against him. It's just when you run the track record, what great match have you had that has not involved Johnny? Because your Aleister Black match was trash. So what are what greatness have you done? Or not greatness, just what good shit, dope shit have you done that doesn't include Johnny? doesn't matter. He only needs one opportunity. That's all he needs. He doesn't squander it. He got his belt. And now, now you fucking put the rocket on his back and you push him. He is... To me, as a heel, fuck yeah, I, I hate the fuck out of him. He pisses me off. I don't even hate off. him. That's the thing. Like, he's not even making me hate him. You're still chomping to me. Like, I, I, I fucks with you, but I don't fucks with you as champ. That's the thing that tears me on this. I fuck with you, but not as champ. If 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 the WWE was smart, SummerSlam, you fucking bring Chomp out to take the belt off Lesnar. Fucking push him to the moon. That man is... And then besides that, he's not convincing, dude. Like I, like I said off mic, what is he going to do against a Rusev? What are you going to do against a Braun? What are you going to do against a Drew McIntyre? What are you going to do against a Seth Rollins? He's kind of your size, but he's still CrossFit Jesus. So what is you going to do? He only needs one opportunity. It doesn't matter. To fucking hit a meth pipe. The nigga out here looking dusty, bro. Like, he's not convincing at all, man. Like, you can tan and fucking, you know, do all that, all my ab shit. Okay, cool. I mean, that's, I guess I get it. You know, you got Tony Nese out here counting his shit. You know, you got, you know, fucking... Carl Anderson lathering his shit up with baby oil every fucking Monday night. I get it. Abs are a thing, but you don't really have nothing going, man. You're getting older. I, that's what, And that's the reason I feel like they're making the wrong call with that. 
He's getting older. He's not going to get any better. What we have now in Champa is as good as it's going to get. That's final product. I, I don't see him like breaking through. I think he's reached his ceiling. And I don't. And that's not a knock at him. It's just that's what it is. And I I never fucking saw him as champion, especially when him and Johnny were together. I didn't see either of them as fuck. But can they at least get the straps on tag team first? Shit, I never even looked at them getting this far. So for them to get as far as they did, okay, it's cool. But I just feel like WWE should have been smart and went with the smart thing. I now now I totally get what you're saying. And before he got the strap, I was like, I felt the exact same way. But to say that his match with Aleister Black wasn't good or wasn't at least decent, that's okay. I, okay, I guess I could say it's okay. I can't or decent, whichever one you will accept. But like, it wasn't what I expected. It was for, like for 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 a fucking weekly show for that to be a fucking main event. That's, you can go on the network and watch the best matches on NXT, and every single one of them blow that shit out the water. And that, and that goes back to Adrian Neville days and Bo Dallas. That's what I'm saying. Like, for the ref to take the hardest bump of the match, for this nigga not even to be getting, you know, kicked right, even though he's done it in the past with Johnny, so it's not like he can't do it. But for whatever reason, on your match that you win the championship, you ain't willing to take a kick to the side of the head. You want to block. You want to make it look unbelievable and all this extra shit when you are capable of better. I know it. I've seen it with my eyeballs. So so it's not like I just got high hopes for you and you didn't live up to my crazy-ass expectations. This is what I know you as, and you didn't even live up to it. Dave Meltzer wouldn't give a five-star match for no reason. Well, I used to believe and follow everything Dave Meltzer said, but everything that comes out of New Japan, even when a motherfucker can wrestle a dowel out there and he'll give it five stars. He got the dowel over. He made the dowel believable. Like, I don't really fuck with Meltzer's fucking rating system. Like... It's cool every now and then when he get when he actually does give WWE a five star, but I'm not gonna. I don't use him as the holy grail though. Not like not that I would want anybody to use our shit when we you know rank shit. I don't want nobody. Everybody needs to have their own opinions about shit. Don't form it against what somebody else says because you ain't gonna always feel exactly how they feel. And that's how, like how can he give that five stars? Was there any weaponry besides no, the cross? No, no, no. There... That match didn't get a five star. Oh, uh, oh, oh yeah, him Johnny and... did. Oh, oh, hell yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Okay, I, I thought you, I thought you meant that he gave that. I'm no. like, wow, I didn't hear that. But, no. <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah, that definitely to him and the Johnny shit definitely. But I, I don't know, man. I just didn't dig that shit. And now, I, like I said, I guess we're heading towards a triple threat with these three and i guess okay cool it makes the stakes you raise the stakes and you know and champa's probably gonna go over somehow some way i already see it but i just feel like okay if you're gonna make them champ and then uh, let me backtrack a little bit i feel like it's because they know he's not gonna be able to do shit on the main roster they gotta give him the spotlight on nxt and that's not even to be rude they know damn well once he goes on the roster, there's too many other people to be invested in for motherfuckers to be going crazy for a Champa, dude. Like, I don't see it happening. I, even if you put him in a match with a Seth Rollins or a Dolph Ziggler or I don't know. I don't know who else you could really throw in. Mate, nah, damn, I don't really see a Daniel Bryan and Champa. Champa and Braun. That's worse. That's even worse. Like, don't even put him in the fucking ring with him and Braun because Braun got them all of them now. He can't get no offense in. He's just going to get these fucking hands and get pinned. That's it. Like, there's no, oh, man, that was a back-and-forth match. Oh, that, I, Brian is too damn that, big I, for that. I think you're being a little critical of Ciampa. I, I think he's a good wrestler. But that doesn't mean he can, like, it's not believable. That's what I'm saying. That, like, throwing Rey Mysterio in the ring with Big Show back in the day. I didn't believe that shit that Rey was able to do all that shit to Big Show's big-ass dude. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, eh. 
Yeah, from a from the dumbasses that book in WWE, of course you can make the match look like Ciampa's whooping his ass. Oh, he tripped or he caught him up doing this and he just laid into him for the rest of the match. Of course you can always book it and make it that way, but from a standpoint of just a fan looking at it like who should win, Braun's going to get that vote every time. That we're, we're talking about the ultimate heel now. We're talking about a heel. That would be Samoa Joe. <laughs> that nigga's not even in the same ballpark with Joe. That nigga's like 15 blocks up the street he's, around he's, the corner. He's, like he's nowhere he's even in that ballpark. Maybe a level or two under. Not even. Not not ring work, but heel work. Oh no, yeah. no, just to, yeah. I'm just no. That's what I'm saying. Like, because Miz would have to be number two because he's great at being a dickhead. Um, uh, I guess then I don't know. I might. I'm not really gotten everything clicking on all cylinders right now, but. Unless something else slips in my mind, I think that's about it for me right now. About who I can think that is really top heels. Because who? Is Dream even a heel? Is EC3 even a heel? Is Adam Cole a heel? I mean, uh, like, I would I say Adam Cole. Yeah, Adam Cole's definitely a heel. Okay, I mean, he's one of the top heels then. He just, he's, you know what I mean? Like, there's, that's why I'm saying, that's where I get confused. That's why I'm like trying to think who I should pick who's top heels. Because we cheer a lot of the heels. So it doesn't, I don't know. <laughs> so the, the lines but, are blurred. Yeah, yeah really. But, I mean, I just, like, how we say it about other people, you know, there's too many people for it, the show to be based around this guy. And that's just all I feel. Like, that's not a knock at his character. It's not a knock at him as a, as a ring, uh, you know, technician and all that shit. It's just there's too many good people, man. Same way we shouldn't have put it on Lars. It didn't deserve to be on him. And in the beginning, when they fucking put it on Andrade, I was kind of against it. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. When that shit first happened with Andrade, uh, McIntyre got injured. That's the reason why he had to take the strap off. Yeah. But Andrade ran with that shit, and he made it believable. So that's the reason why Andrade got over like he did, because before that fucking championship match, I wasn't really feeling Andrade. At all. At all. I was like, okay, you know, whatever. He got the belt, McIntyre got injured, and then he fucking ran with that. With, with him and Zelina, they fucking piss you off. Mm-hmm. Especially Zelina. She knows how to really piss me off. Well, all in all, I'll say this, though, to cap off my argument. I'm, I've already made it clear that I'm not too much of a fan of it. It is what it is, but I'll give him this. He got to do, they got to have a great match. Whether it's just him and Alistair, whether it's just him and Johnny, because I heard some shit, I guess, that Alistair got injured. Oh. I guess, from, from what I read, it didn't make sense to me. I don't understand how the injury occurred. I guess, you know, he got crotched on the top rope. And some type of injury happened, and he had to go have surgery or some shit like that. But they're expecting him to make it back in 15 days for the pay-per-view. Huh. So I didn't know that. A little confused about all that. So, I mean, regardless if it's a triple threat, you know, or just him and Johnny, y'all got to tear the house down and make me a believer again. Especially if they're going to put the belt on him, that's how you're going to win me over to be like, okay, I can accept him as my NXT champion. But if he's going to be this, oh, if it's, it's not Johnny, I can't go out. I can't go all out because I'm not facing Johnny. Fuck that. You're not going to do it for me then. I need that same energy every time. I can't be having this only when Johnny's in the ring with me. We can do amazing shit. But when it's somebody else, I'm just going to, eh, I can't. So I'm going to give him to the NXT TakeOver, and I hope that we get something good out of him, out of anybody else that's involved in that match, like I said, whether it's a triple threat or not. I guess I agree to disagree. Um, Chop is a champ, so I guess, you know, results speak. Uh, anything else? 
Uh, as far as NXT, I didn't have anything. Like, that was about it. That that caught my attention, you know, just with the whole, oh, I mean, I guess we can really quickly touch on uh, what was your reaction to the crowd cha- actually chanting after Aleister Black uh, hit Gargano with the black mask saying, you deserve it. He's so over. The crowd loves him, but they actually, like, you fucked up, bud. You deserve that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie. John, Johnny's going down a dark path. He is. Like, like that man's going through shit. He's about to lose his girl. Candice. He, he just lost. He's about to lose his girl. The guy he fucking hates most, he just won the strap because of you. Like, we might fuck around and see a dark-ass Johnny here in a second because Johnny's fucking deep in the hole right now, and he's hurting. Hey, I'm with it, man. I mean, You deserve it. I was just like, okay, wow. I mean, yeah, I feel you guys. <laughs> I mean, shit, I, I feel you, but like, I did not expect Full Sail to do that shit. All right. We didn't bring this shit up earlier in the show. It's just popping up in my mind. I have to backtrack to SmackDown. Uh, the Miz and Daniel Bryan's promo. What did you think of that shit? Besides the baby shit, it was great. But until the babies went up on the screen, it, yeah. it, it was great up until that point. I, I'm not going to lie. That's I, where they lost me. But other than that, it's great. And like we both said already on this podcast, that's a built-in storyline. So just let them free. <laughs> let them do what they do. This is more than 10 years in the making. Just let it go and do its course. I, I, I felt like they really let both of them shoot off the hip. Both of them were talking mad shit. Yeah. That's that that that's the reason why I love SmackDown this week. Because I felt like, damn, they just had so many fucking promos in that. Their, their verbal spar, I was like are we really doing this right now? Like they were talking shit about their past. Said, yeah. They were, they were talking about the old talking smack and everything. Yeah. Like I, I'm not going to lie. That's going to be a good ass match at SummerSlam. Yeah, it definitely is. I'm just glad that we're finally getting it. Cause you know, coming from a point where we didn't know if we'll ever see DB wrestle again, it's fucking great that we're going to get it. And, I mean, I just wish it could have, this is like a WrestleMania type match to me, but you know, WWE is going WWE, I guess. So we'll, we'll get it at SummerSlam, and I guess we got to be happy about well, it. Well, Kane had a mayoral race to do, and he actually won. He actually won, yeah. So congratulations to Kane. Congratulations. Getting elected. That's so, so Team Hell No had to end. Yeah. So they had to pull the trigger. Yeah, he needed something because if you, yeah, you're right. Because if you think about it, they had to pull the trigger, and what else are you going to do right now? Have him float? <laughs> like yeah. just float around you, like they you, do with a couple you, other people? You you can't just let Daniel Bryan sit around. Yeah, that, that's no. a fucking finely polished fucking heirloom. You just don't let it sit around. And if they then if they fucked around and let him sit around, he'd fucking probably leave. Because yeah, his contract is coming to an end. Yeah, and I I haven't really heard anything too like too much about that shit. Like I guess they're still in negotiations. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It remains to be seen, but I would like to see him resign. But at the same time, I would like to see him show up at a New Japan show. I should, I would have loved to see him show up at All In if that would have been possible. You know, that would have been cool as hell. Now, how about this? He signs with New Japan. Mm-hmm. Wait, waits until probably December to debut, but then he takes out Kenny Omega, kills Kenny Omega, and he's the new leader of Bullet Club. I don't think vegan Daniel Bryan would fit in with, with Bullet Club, like especially his promo work. Just thinking about it, like I don't know, man. I'm trying to think who from WWE I think would be like from a homegrown talent standpoint. I could see Dolph Ziggler. 
that could be a big shot in this motherfucking arm if he went to go and him and Kenny feud and shit. That would I think they would have a hell of a fucking match. Can you imagine him catching a V trigger that damn knee from Kenny? He's gonna sell the shit out of that. That's gonna be great. So I mean, yeah, that that would be like a little dope match. But Daniel, I could just he they can have him wrestle anybody over there. Jay White, Okada, anybody they really want to have him wrestle over there, and it's gonna be a blockbuster match. Yeah. So I mean, I would like to see him return to WWE, but hey, man, he's hopefully he does whatever makes him and his family happy, and he gets to wrestle the way he wants to and where he wants to. So. Yeah, I uh, I would hope that WWE doesn't fuck this up, but you know. It is WWE. <laughs> WWE tends to do a lot of shit we don't agree with. Man. Please, I, please. That's how this podcast got started. <laughs> literally, literally, I just thought. Please, please don't ever let me get around people, because I'm going to be asking questions. <laughs> yeah, I definitely need answers for a lot of bullshit. <laughs> There's a lot of, why does Kane not have to use something for his voice anymore? Where is his burn scars? Where? <laughs> I need answers. <laughs> It's once again we go back to the old school. So we were there for the attitude era. So we got a lot of shit we gotta ask. Like who was behind those video recordings that they had? I forget what the hell it was called. It was like I something TV or some shit like that. But they used to record people and they caught Big Show in the bathroom with Val Venus. They were at the urinals and he was like, "Oh, you called." So they call you the Big Show and Big Show just like just threw his ass into the wall. Like, like, little funny shit like that. They never revealed that. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things. I need answers. I need answers, man. Don't ever let me get involved with WWE. Cause shit, fuck work. I got questions. Before we even get to start Be- doing anything. Before I sign anywhere on the dotted line, I have fucking <laughs> answers that I need. God damn it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me. I mean, uh, Madison Rain. I don't know if you're too familiar with her. She's going to be going as Ashley Rain. In the May Young Classic, she was a what I think a five-time TNA Knockout Champion. She was tagged Knockout Tag Team Champions with Velvet Sky, part of the Beautiful People. Uh, I believe Gail Kim and somebody else. I might be leaving somebody else. Like so, she's pretty decorated. Just coming from TNA, and she's uh, one of the newly announced uh, competitors. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. I, I know you might not be too uh, familiar with her, but that was the only other little tidbit in the wrestling world this week that caught my attention. Like what? That's what's up. That's uh. cool. The only thing that really caught my attention is just Tommy Tonga keep fucking mocking, uh, <laughs> mocking Roman Reigns on his. I, I, I love it, man. Like I said, like shit. Hey, I know, I know, it ain't no you know real you know beef behind it. So hey, I'm here for it, as long as it's just gonna end up giving promotion to both people. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I think what they're doing is they're slowly teasing shit. Like maybe we might have a cross band brand fucking pay per view or something. They're slowly teasing shit between New Japan and and WWE. They've been saying that shit for a while because I remember back in the day when the Young Bucks were trying to challenge New Day that, you know, they were like, you know, come to New Japan. We're the ones that our titles have no borders, you know, like we can defend ours wherever, you know, you guys got to talk to your boss. So, I mean, they've always been teasing this, so I can see what you're saying. Hopefully this shit does come to fruition, man, because there is plenty of matches. I mean, from what I've seen and from the wrestling community consensus, I guess Tommy Tonga's not that great of a wrestler. (laughs) Like, he's decent. And from the couple matches I've saw, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but I mean, I guess they have different standards from WWE, but I think him and Roman should hopefully be able to have an okay match if it came down to it. But some there's too much there's too much things that they could do. I mean I mean, you could have a fucking twelve twelve match card. We gotta see Okaida and fucking Cena. Yeah. Gotta see the Bucks and the Hardys. Yeah. 
gotta see fucking Adam Cole against somebody from fucking uh, Bullet Club. It has to be Marty. It has to be Marty. It has to be Marty. He never got his redemption from that man, so he ha- it has to be Marty. <laughs> well, fuck, I want to see maybe a Marty and fucking Cedric Alexander match. That That's what I'm thinking, more of a 205 Live kind of thing. Yeah, that could be pretty decent. But that makes sense, though, with fucking Adam Cole and... Uh, yeah, I was just thinking about how he got kicked out of the Bullet Club and shit. I'm like, yeah, he has to come get his hits back. <laughs> Fuck that. Even though that was a couple years ago, and, hey, you don't forget shit like that. Yeah, uh, and then eventually, obviously, you know, hashtag where's Neville? Where the yeah, fuck is yeah. he at, guys? What are we doing? It's So nobody's hitting his phone? Nobody, Nobody's making an effort to be like, hey, guy, we kind of need you here. I don't know, but I'm, I just, I've been losing respect for that, man. Stop acting like a fucking prima donna and just do your fans that solid. Is that too much to ask? Stop being a fucking diva, my nigga, and just do your job. I'm sorry. Enzo's been gone. He ain't never coming back. You ain't never got to drop a belt to him ever again. You ain't never got to do the job for him again. It's done. Stop being a little bitch about it and just get back to work because what are you doing? I'm pretty sure you were smart and banked a lot of your money, so it's not like you're out here hurting at all. I'm not trying to say that you need the money, but your fans kind of need you as corny as that sounds. Yeah. You know, so I mean, like, just, you're kind of seeing punk in us right now, just turning your back on everybody and giving us a big fuck you because of how you feel about corporate. So you need to work it out, man. It's, it's, It's approaching a year damn near that you've been gone, so it's about time, man. Yeah. But... As far as as far as for me, I'm I'm pretty much done, man. Yeah, I think I think I've pretty much talked about everything. Shit. Hopefully next week they give us some more content. We'll be seeing you guys again next Friday. Till then, we gonna holler at you, good people.